Good morning. I first want to say thank you for having us here today, and thank you for your partnership um, in changing lives with us in the community. Um, As the development manager at Habitat, it's a privilege to go out and share the story of Habitat. As a Christian organization, it's especially a privilege to be able to join churches um, and invite you into the mission of changing lives here in Austin. Today, however, I've brought the story of Habitat with me. I've got Mildred Davis and Larry Parks with me, and I'd like to invite them to come up on stage with me. Mildred, you saw in the video, she's one of our stars. Mildred's now living in her home, um, and she's here to, to tell you about her experience with Habitat, going through the program, now being a homeowner. And Mildred is actually now on our board of directors, board of directors at Austin Habitat, so she continues to help other people find that that value of home ownership. Good morning, everyone. As I'm Mildred Davis, I'm the lady on the film. Um, yeah, as you can see in the picture where the boxes are in the room, well, uh, what led up to that is uh, I... Um, I had been saving to buy a home, and um, I was in this program where I was living in these apartments and uh, lived there for seven years and was saving uh, through this program where you save money to buy a home. You put money in, $25, and then they match it. So I saved for four years to buy a home and, uh, and, uh, and put this money aside to buy a home. But then I found out, well, I couldn't really afford still to get an affordable home. So I was just really worried about it and still worried about trying to find a place to stay and living in the apartment. The boxes wasn't there yet. And uh, I took sick, and, and I had to have surgery on my liver, and I broke my foot at the same time. So while I was recovering from all of that, I was sit, laying in the bed one day and, uh, and just looking at the room, and all of a sudden this voice say, Pack. And I looked around and said, Pack? And it said, Pack. So as soon as I could get up and walk just a little, I started packing. And my kids said, What's going on, lady? And I said, I'm packing. God said for me to pack. Said, well, where are you going, Mom? I said, I'm packing. I'm just gonna pack. And I said, He said pack, and I'm gonna pack. So I packed up everything. I just left a plate out for Leslie and a plate for me, a cup for her, a cup for you know for me, spoon silverware just for us, towers and everything. I packed. So I still was looking and looking. My son took me out. Oh, we're going to help you find a place. I don't need you to help me. God say pack, so he's going to find a place. So I work at East Austin Neighborhood Center. I work for the city. And uh, a lot of people come in there. So one day, here comes this little girl and her grandmother. Her grandmother is blind, and she's helping her grandmother in the clinic. So she goes on back, and I'm walking around in the clinic and talking to everyone. And she asked me, how was I doing? She said, you're back from having surgery. I said, I'm doing just fine. And I told her, but I haven't found a place to stay yet. I'm still packed. 
And she said, well, why don't you do what I did? And I said, what? And she said, I have Habitat home. And I said, oh, yes, I applied for Habitat. And I said, and they accepted me. I said, but I didn't show up. And she said, go back, show up. And I said, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And the Habitat is just right across the street from the clinic. So I said, okay. So she said, go now. And I said, I'm going. So I went over and I registered for orientation. That's what you have to do first. And I just signed me up for orientation. And after signing up for orientation, they told me to come to the class. And I went to the class. And they said, oh, Mildred, yes, you applied. And I said, yes. They said, let me see if I still have your application on hand. Went in there. But God behold, that was my application. They said, well, all you need is the necessary papers. Bring them in and by this date and we'll get on the road. So I did it real quick because I was just too ready. God, I was already packed. So, so I said, all I need to do is get all the birth certificate, all the income tax form. I've been working for like going on this about 10 or 14 years now. So it was 12 years then. I said, oh yes, Lord, I'm ready. My kids still trying to find me another place to stay. I know where God already had the place for me. So I went on, necessary, did everything was necessary, boom. So then you have to be accepted. And you have to be accepted, you have to find somebody that's going to sponsor you. So God behold, the church sponsored me. And then that's where I was on my way. They came out and they looked and they said, yeah, you definitely need Because it was just a trail. I was sleeping in the kitchen, partly on the floor, when the grandkids came over. They slept in the bed. I slept in the kitchen on the floor. The mattress, would, I had it standing upside the wall. Put it down like that, and that's where I slept. And uh, so after that, I went on through with the program and everything and started on. Then they accepted me. When they accepted me, I started doing the 400 sweater equity hours. And then I started doing the classes. And in the classes, they teach you everything about your home, everything that you don't know, and uh, about how to take care of your home, about how to pay taxes on your home, how to fix things in your home, from everything from ground up, how to take care of your yard, the landscaping, how to seal, how to seal your home. It's everything you need to know how to take care of that home that you've been blessed with. And the habitat then built for you. So good. So that's I did the sweat equity hours, helped building others, build their home. And each time I went out every Saturday morning, I would show up. You have to be there at 8, promptly show up on time. Help someone else build their homes. And then before you get to your home, I helped build five homes. And after those five homes, then it started on my home. But each time I went out on Saturday and help someone else build a home, it was such a joy because I knew it was going to come a day where I was going to be working on my home. And it was just the joy of making someone else happy as, it, as, as I was going to be happy when I started on my home. I saw all the happiness in everybody's faces, and the kids were so happy, and we talked about how they was going to fix their room, and my daughter was talking about her room, how she was going to have her own room, and I don't want you in my room, and I don't want you in my room either, Leslie. <laughs> so, you know, and oh, wow, so God really blessed us. So then in that program, when you do 120 hours, we work very hard. Leslie and I broke a record. We did those 
we had to do, I think, 200 and some hours before you can even pick your lot. And it was hot during the summer. But we got out there every Saturday in that hundred and some degrees weather. Say, Leslie, we don't care. We got to do this. So we got out there and we made those sweat activity hours and we got a chance to pick our lot and, and real quick and fast. And so after we picked our lot and everything, so then that's where you go on and you do all those sweat equity hours and, uh, and you, and after you do the hours, then you start working on, you're still working with other people, helping them build their, their home. So then it came up to us to build our home. We did those hours very fast and we picked our lot out in Austin Colony and, uh, it's a beautiful lot out there in a beautiful place. And uh, we just enjoying our home. We started building on our home in February of 2008. And uh, we finished by, by July of 2008. I was moving into my home. And uh, it's just been a blessing to, uh, to be in my home. I enjoy it every day. I thank God for my home. I thank God for the church that sponsored my home and the people that came out and helped build my home. They gave their time up. Every Saturday they came out, totally strangers, to help build my home, people that I didn't even know, had never met in my life. But they gave their time up, they gave, and they came out and helped build my home. And that's why now I just I have to give. I have to just keep giving because I know someone gave to me, and that's, that's what I know, that's what God wants me to do. Keep giving and keep doing and keep giving. So thank you so much. If anybody in here helped work on my home, thank you even more. <laughs> thank you, Mildred. Mildred's such a gift to us at Habitat. Also with me today is Larry Parks. Larry is somebody that really, really embodies everything that Habitat is and Habitat does. Not only is Larry one of our major donors, he's also one of our regular volunteers. He comes out and helps build two houses a year. Um, He's on what he thinks is about House 24 um, and actually got to help build Mildred's home. So I'm going to turn it over to him and, and let him tell you his story of what Habitat really means to him. I see some faces that seem familiar. I may have seen you on a construction site last year because I know that I built with your church. But I have to say, you clean up pretty good. Uh, Mildred lives in a three-bedroom home. It's a nice home. It's extremely well built. Habitat builds good homes. She is proud of her home, as you can tell from what she told you this morning. Uh, three Baptist preachers were at the Southern Baptist Convention. Now I can tell this story because I come from many generations in the Baptist tradition. So the three Baptist preachers are at the Southern Baptist Convention. There are two relatively young preachers, and then there's the older preacher. The first young preacher is pretty enthusiastic, and he starts telling about how many people were attending Sunday school and how many new members they had and We baptized 17 new brothers and sisters in Christ this year. The second Baptist preacher, he was kind of puffed up a little bit. 
said, you know, we had so many uh, in Sunday school and so many new members, and we baptized 22 new brothers and sisters in Christ this year. Well, the third Baptist preacher listened to this and made mental notes, and then the two younger Baptist preachers looked over at him and said, well, just how many did you baptize this year? And he said, you know, we baptized everyone the Lord sent us. (laughs) Habitat's a little bit like that. We can't build a home for everybody, but we build homes for those that the Lord sends to us, those who have the ability to do the work that Mildred did in order to have the privilege of having folks like you and me show up and build their homes. Uh, I like to think that there are three reasons that keep me coming back on Saturdays to build homes. The first reason is I like the people I build with. These are people who are all there for the right reason. They are giving. They're uh, competent. They're committed. They understand that in order to eliminate uh, substandard housing, one family at a time, somebody has to build those homes. Uh, the, The second reason is I like to build. I can use the power tools, I can uh, help square the uh, square and plumb the walls, and at the end of 22 weeks or so, we have a home that we can deliver to Mildred or someone like Mildred. Well, the third reason is that the, uh, the biblical injunction that Jesus gave to us and that you heard this morning in the children's sermon is that we're to love our neighbors as ourselves. And one way that I can do that, there are lots of things that you can do that I can't do, one way that I can do that is build homes. Uh, I like to tell the story of a young woman named Christine. Uh, Mother of two, when she got into the Habitat program, she was unemployed and homeless. When she qualified to have her home built, we met with her and told her what the program would be like during the building process. And we told her that we could build her home in 22 working days. We know we could do that because we've done it before. And she was truly impressed. Now, we said, that's 22 working days. That's Fridays and Saturdays. We have a Friday crew and a Saturday crew to build that home. But we were able to deliver that home to her on time. And uh, it's good to be able to tell your customer that you're going to do something and then do it like you're committed to. And many of our homeowners have never had the experience of somebody doing exactly what they tell them they're going to do. And most of the time, Habitat is able to do that. The second piece of the conversation we had with Christine was what's important to you about having this Habitat home built for you? She did not hesitate. She said, nobody will be able, will will have the ability to tell me that I have to leave. She had been living with family and friends for years and it was not successful. She had been told many times, you have to leave. We cannot continue to support you. She made the decision that life has to be different and has to be better. And she made that commitment. And you and I were able to do that. 
Now, I, I'm looking out here, and uh, I have to compliment you Methodists. I build on a team that is led by Methodists. We have Presbyterians on the team. We have Baptists, and we have a few who we couldn't tell and won't tell us what their faith commitment is. But somewhere along the line, you Methodists have learned that uh, happiness is not found in what we accumulate for ourselves. It's what we give to others. And so I want to compliment you and thank you for what you have done with Habitat here in Austin. You make a difference. Thank you so much. Wow, what a powerful story. How uplifting can you get? And uh, Larry, we thank you for the wonderful work you do, all the, you know, your generosity, your time and efforts. Julie, thank you for leading the effort uh, in, in developing these these projects. And uh, I'm going to save you for last, Mildred. Uh, Steve, thank you for the wonderful work you do here in the church and leading our efforts for Habitat for Humanity. And Mildred, I want you to know I'm packing. I'm packing a warm spot in my heart for the story you told. That that is wonderful, and and thank you for your testimony. That that was just about as good as it gets. One thing I want to tell you. Yeah. Methodist built my home. Methodist. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you, Mildred. Uh, Let's see. We need our little scripture up here. This is uh, James, uh, and a little background on this. Uh, James, uh, the uh, stepbrother of Jesus, uh, wrote a letter during the first century to uh, uh, Jewish Christians who were living outside of Palestine. And and the purpose of his letter was to expose uh, hypocritical practices and and to teach uh, those Christians about uh, proper Christian behavior. And and the scripture says, what good is it? Dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It's dead and useless. And, you know, James wasn't saying that you earn your salvation by the work that you do. You know, our salvation is is a gift from God, a gift that we don't deserve. Uh, But what he is saying is is that by demonstrating your faith, uh, you're, you're, you're demonstrating a sincere faith. Uh, you're, you're demonstrating your true love for God by reaching out and helping others. I don't think there's any finer way to uh, show God how much you love Him. And, 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 and I just think it's just a powerful message. And, you know, there's nothing finer than Habitat for Humanity as, as an example of, of that. You know, I think of all of the wonderful ministries that we have in our church. Uh, I think of the mission trips that have been made to uh, New Orleans for Katrina relief, to Galveston uh, for uh, Ike relief, 
the Lake Travis Children's Fund and the wonderful things that go on there, the Helping Hands Crisis Ministry. You know, there's, we're, we're, most of us are all involved in, in, in these sorts of things, and, and it's just so uplifting to uh, be a part of that and uh, loving God and, and, and serving others.